When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. I look at money as a tool and one of the greatest benefits it provides is that it allows you to buy more of your time. And time is the most valuable thing that we all have. It's a depreciating asset. You can't get more of it. Yeah, and I would just say that like everyone deserves to have that experience. You all deserve and should make it your goal to eat at the most exclusive, the highest quality restaurant in your state. Having money is just going to exaggerate what you already are. So if you are a greedy person, it's going to exaggerate that greed. If you're a generous person, it's going to exaggerate that. And so I think that's really what makes someone like a millionaire attractive. It's not just their money, but it's all the attributes and characteristics that make up who that person is. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery and I'm being joined right now by the beautiful Tatiana James. Today we're gonna talk about what it's really like being young millionaires. Now we've both been blessed to have achieved being millionaires at quite a young age in our 20s. And today we wanna share with you what it's really like. And I thought we'd each kind of share what we think are the positives. So all the great things and a lot of that goes without being said, but I thought it'd be useful for you to hear from us our perspectives of being millionaires now for a number of years, but we also wanna share the negatives, the parts of it that we feel, you know, the things that you don't quite know or think about when you're on the pursuit of it, because often you delude yourself thinking everything's gonna be great, everything's gonna be perfect, and that's not always the case. So we wanna share that with you as well. So Tatiana, do you wanna first kick it off and share, for you being a millionaire, what were some of the greatest positives that you've, you've experienced so far by being a millionaire? Well, I'll first say that um, I didn't know that I was a millionaire until my accountant had gotten back with some information and I kind of showed stuff and I was like, hey, does this mean I'm a millionaire now? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does mean it. <laughs> yeah, because so- there's, there's millionaire net worth when you actually d- determine the, the net worth of your assets, your money, your investments, all of that, as well as making a million dollars a year type of thing too. Yeah. So. so the point is that I didn't change. Uh, my lifestyle didn't change. The way I was living didn't change. It was just that the money in the bank changed. And so that's when I realized I was a millionaire, even though I was still kind of like nothing in my personal life had changed at that point. It was just on paper. Um, so I would say, uh, you know, for me, one of the most valuable things uh, has been that I'm no longer so focused and preoccupied with making money. Um, And that's necessary to do in the beginning. You have to make that a focus. Um, You have to make money important. If you don't think money is important, then you're probably broke. You have to make money an important thing in your life um, because what you think is important, you'll have. If you don't think your car is important, you're not going to have a car. If you don't think that your computer is important, you're not going to buy a computer. So you have to think that money is important in order to, um, to create 
money and, and wealth in your life. Um, so, but at this point uh, now, I don't have to make it my primary focus because my bills are being paid, I've got money in the bank, like I'm doing much better financially than of course I was a number of years ago. And I've kind of moved from, you know, this survival mode in this hierarchy to a place where I don't have to worry about the fundamentals anymore. When you're just worried about like, do I have enough money for gas? Do I have enough money to pay my car insurance? Do I have enough money to pay my tuition? Like that's that's your whole focus. You're like focused on just making money, saving money, and you're preoccupied with the worries of money. And now I would say one of the, the biggest luxuries that becoming a millionaire has afforded me is to direct that focus and that energy uh, onto other areas of my life that I would probably argue are equally or, or more important than, than money itself, such as my relationships, uh, my, my spirituality, my health, my physical body, like all of these other areas of life that uh, when you're in survival mode, those are kind of like a second thought. Those are kind of like a luxury in many ways because you're just trying to survive. Um, so I would say like that's been the pri like the biggest benefit of it all because now I find myself like I, I, give, I give myself a lot of time to read books and learn and develop and grow, you know, and, and, and grow in, in many ways that don't necessarily make me money. Whereas before a lot of my time was focused on like just doing things that can help me make money versus now I can do things that don't directly make me money but actually help me grow and evolve as a person and actually help contribute to my fulfillment and happiness. Yeah, and I, you know, we've both been in that position where money had to be such a big focus yeah. because out of necessity. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, you have your bills, you have your expenses, in your case, student loan debt. Um, you know, you have all your responsibilities and it's very challenging being in that mode of survival where you know, you, ha you have to work at your job, in some cases two jobs, and, you know, in my case I had to do construction work on the side and all of that just to get out of debt. And so the stresses and the anxieties that you'd feel around that, yeah. for us now that's kind of dissipated, which is amazing. I'd say there's different levels of anxiety and some still problems that you face, which we'll get to a little bit later. But yeah, I can attest to that too because um, for me making money really could allow me to invest more in myself so I love to invest in courses, go to seminars, hire mentors, get the best supplements for my health, shop at Whole Foods, get the best quality foods for my body. Um, for me, money has allowed me to, for both of us, to accelerate the growth and progress in every other aspect of our life, not only by the, the actual money itself that can be allocated and invested in those areas, but the mental RAM, okay, your mental RAM that gets freed up of not being so preoccupied about paying your bills and surviving, it allows your brain to operate at a different level where you can direct your focus and your attention, your energy into other things in your life that are so much more meaningful and help you grow and evolve mm -hmm. in many different ways. And if I can just add to that, one of the reasons why we made it so important to make money is because of our experience. We see yeah. our parents, for example, both of us, our parents struggled financially. Both of us, our parents ended up divorced, separated, mainly because of money in the household, always arguing about money, not having enough money, not, um, you know, like the, there's so many arguments in the household because of that. Marriage is broken apart because of the finances. And, um, and, and, and even today, like, you know, when I I get on the phone with my mom she's still like always stressed out about money and um, and you know it's funny I'm like mom like don't you know like I'm gonna take care of you you don't have to worry about money but it's okay. still always like when when that's been part of your blueprint for decades for 50 or 60 years you've always lived kind of in scarcity it's very hard to make that shift and actually that actually has it's still something that I'm transitioning you know yeah. for me I've always been very I hate to use the word frugal, but in many ways I have I have been frugal because my dad was always very frugal and I always wanted to be not be like that, but I actually see myself, I took on a lot of that. Um, yeah, conservative is a better word because I, I, I do there's, like to enjoy There's things. benefits. It's smart to be frugal in some ways, but it can also be a detriment yes. if you're just still, yes. you know, kind of cheap. Yeah. You know, it's definitely served me more in my life um, than, than not. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. just kind of talking about how that's been a benefit for right. you, I guess, or you've been more like that and well, you haven't, you're, you haven't yet caught up. It's almost like yes. 
your brain yeah. still thinks that you're still in that mode a few yes. years ago where yes. you're struggling yeah. and the reality is and your bank account is showing otherwise but it takes yeah. there's, there's kind of like a lag time with that yeah, it takes a while right. for it to that's catch right. up yeah so so in many ways it's been good because it's helped me to save a lot of money but in other ways it's like well tatiana you're not in the same position you were five years ago like hang loose a little bit like have fun a little bit enjoy yourself a little bit more but my mind is still thinking like you know you got to save money you got it like my mom's blueprint what she taught right, me growing right. up is like you have to save money we're poor we can't afford that those are all those get embedded into systems. your mind system yeah. your mindset and it's very hard to make those shifts you have to consciously make those shifts um, and so it's a work in progress it doesn't just happen overnight and so I've noticed myself that although I've become a millionaire in many ways my mindset has evolved and so I have to like work on um, uh, expanding that mindset and changing those beliefs yeah you know but it's also a good thing too because you do want to be cautious yes, you have yeah. all this money you want to be cautious with it you don't want to just there's some people that make all this money they spend it they waste it they blow it away yeah. and they get into trouble with that so it is good to slowly adapt it over time to slowly yeah. spending a bit more but you don't want to go too extreme too yeah. fast because even with the money that you've made, you want to you want to keep it, protect it long term. And, yeah. and, and that's why it's actually, like I said, it's actually benefited me more because um, I'm very conservative with my spending. I, in, when I go to the store, it's a great feeling to be like, I can buy whatever I want. I can go to like a Louis Vuitton and buy whatever I want, every girl's dream. <laughs> and But I don't because I'm like, yeah, I could buy that $4,000 purse or I could put that money into an investment. I right. could put it into a stock that pays me dividends and that's going to help me at, like with my financial future and freedom. Um, so it's like that's cool too to be able yeah. to to be conservative in that way where you are you have that self-control with your spending um kind of thinking more long term yeah and i'd say for me you know my life didn't really change becoming a millionaire really what changed my life the most i've shared this before is really just making enough passive income where i was free and for me, that big number was $60,000 a year, five grand a month. Uh, for me, once I got to a point where I made five grand a month on autopilot and I didn't have to do anything to make that money, that's really what produced the biggest change in my lifestyle. Um, because that really meant at that stage, I could do what I want, when I wanted, whenever I wanted. I, I, had, I had financial freedom. Um, or I'd say kind of within that range, 60,000 to around like 100,000 a year. And there's you know, been some research that shows that once you make it like 70,000 a year, your happiness doesn't really go up that much more. So for me, that was the biggest shift in my life, making that amount of money um, because I could be my own boss, I had freedom with my time, I could travel, which was uh, something that I valued a lot and still do. I could explore the world, you know, and we have so much over the last few years. I'd say that you know that kind of lifestyle made the biggest shift, and that was through an, you know having an online business and what that provides. Once I became a millionaire, it didn't really change anything that much in my lifestyle. All it really meant it was just kind of like a label, and it didn't mean that I was living a millionaire lifestyle because I wasn't spending a million dollars. It just meant that my net worth was a million dollars. And then I eventually got to the point where I was making a million dollars plus per year in my business, pure profit. And even with that, I didn't really upgrade my lifestyle, my expenses to that point. Now, we still have an expensive lifestyle. We have increased it. You know, the, the, the home that we're staying in right now in Honolulu is a very expensive apartment right, aclo- right across uh, the street from Ala Moana Beach. And, you know, really, you know, it's not cheap to live the lifestyle that we live and traveling all over the world. And, you know, we allow ourselves to buy certain things, but we're not spending the amount of, the amount of money that we spend on our lifestyle is still very small in comparison to how much money that we're making and how much uh, money that we have saved and invested. So I would say um, for me, being a millionaire is really just like a label and um, my lifestyle doesn't really reflect that. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say the biggest benefits for me have been, um, I, I would say, I would say that having the freedom really just to buy whatever I want. Like when we go out, we don't have to think about how much something costs uh, unless it's like a really big purchase, like a car or like a really high ticket item. But if we go to a restaurant, we can experience the best of what a chef can create. And that's just really cool to experience that art and the highest level of quality of, of something, of food, for example. Or when you're you know, going to buy clothing, we can buy the, the highest level of quality that human beings have 
invented and innovated to create that we can benefit from, as well as not just food and clothes and materialistic things, but travel and and experiences that other people have created, we've been able to experience and benefit from, which has been so valuable because it's enhanced our quality of life. Um, You just get more out of the the time that you're here on this planet, and I believe you only get one shot. So we want to make this life count, and I want the max experience of it. So that's what money has allowed, is that we can stay at the nicest hotels. And I remember... You know, we've stayed at the Ritz-Carlton and just so many incredible luxury experiences that, um, you know, doesn't really make you happy, but it's like a cool feeling to be able to experience those sort of things in your life and to be able to enjoy them. Yeah, and I would just say that, like, everyone deserves to have that experience. You all deserve and should make it your goal to eat at the most exclusive, the highest quality restaurant in your state. Like, to give yourself that treat. And I think that, you know, to, to experience that art, like food is an art, especially when you're eating at these restaurants where these chefs, they create something just incredible. It's a masterpiece. You don't even want to eat it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, but everyone should have that experience in their lifetime. As Stefan said, we live one life on this earth and there's just so much to experience. And money does help you buy a lot of these really incredible experiences and helps you create memories. And ultimately, like, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think for myself, that's one of that's been one of the best uses of my money is not to spend it on materialistic things, but to actually use it towards creating memories yeah. and having amazing experiences, both with Stefan, my friends, my family, doing things that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford to do. And in doing so, just like being able to bond with people, um, bond on a different level and give people share that experience with other people. Part of the the, the benefits of being rich and being wealthy is to be able to share that with your friends and family sure. and to um, have those experiences with them. If you're just hoarding it all to yourself, well, that's not very enjoyable. You want to spread the wealth. And and I would say, like, you know, I know we're going to get into later kind of the, the negatives of it, if, you know, negatives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the hard parts is also that is is trying to draw the line between, you know, I want to give to my friends and family and I want to kind of spoil them and give them these experiences, but I also don't want to overstep and I don't want to kind of, um, it, it's hard to, to navigate that field a little bit because I also don't want to be uh, giving so much that they feel like, oh, well, you know, they're not able to contribute, give back in the same way or, you, you know, obligated. obligated. Yeah. I also don't want to disrespect them, especially with family. Like in, in my culture, like, you know, giving some family member money, especially if they're older than you, it's like not a good thing in many ways. And it can be seen as disrespectful. But at the same time, like here I am in such a great position that financially I want to give and I want to help. What, what better use of my money than to help my own bloodline? Um, but but in many ways, it's like I can't necessarily do that because it's considered disrespectful in many ways. For sure. Yeah, you know what? We're going to get into that a little bit. But I'd say, I mean, that's kind of like a high quality problem yeah, to have. Course. But I, mean, I find just the, yeah, just the fact that um, I'd say that what's been so rewarding for us is being able to contribute and yes. being able to give. And, um, you know, we've been involved, as many of you guys know, in building schools um, over, all over the world, but specifically in Africa, Ethiopia, Kenya. Um, in India and Ecuador and different countries, building houses for families too, and actually going on these trips and these experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also really rewarding too, because um, the money that you make, you can you can put it to, to such good use. Mm-hmm. And and you know it's good to enjoy your money because you worked hard for it. You know, and you kind of have to reward yourself, mm-hmm. and that can even be a little bit of a motivator for you too to kind of make sure that you can still receive and enjoy and celebrate in different ways that might be a little bit selfish. But also balancing that with contributing, giving to your church, giving to different causes around the world. And when you put things in perspective, I mean, when you buy a Rolex or something like that, I mean, this could do so much more for someone else. Um, I mean, this could build a school, you know, and, you know, it's great to enjoy, you know, what this can provide, which is more of a symbol is the way I look at it. It's a symbol of success and accomplishment to feel proud but but for, for both of us, I think we're always putting in perspective as much as we can, and of course we could always do more, but uh, giving and, and realizing how much further that money can go mm-hmm. by helping other people around the world. Um, one thing I love from um, Andrew Carnegie, he said, I spend the first half of my life making as much money as possible, and then the second half of my life giving it all away. And that's a great model, I think, because I think when you're first making this money, you want to enjoy, you know, the benefits that it provides, maybe buying those things that might be more materialistic items, but 
that eventually wears off yeah. and you get so much more impact and meaning and fulfillment through contributing and helping others. And that's something that we've stepped into, but I, I really see later as we get older, that's going to be more of a, a passion and a role of ours, especially being a philanthropist, getting involved in different charities and things like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing too, like you also want to reward yourself and you have, you don't have 12 Rolexes, but you've built 12 houses, you know, like yeah. that's, that's, you kind of have to put it into perspective. But the way I see it is that in, in many ways I have been so blessed and, um, you know, just the fact that I was born in Canada, uh, the fact that, you know, I was, you know, just like, you know, God has blessed me or it's, I've been lucky, if you will. And I know that there are people all around the world who don't have the same opportunities as me, you know, who don't even have access to the internet. I wouldn't have been able to build my business and become a millionaire had I not had access to the internet. And we've been to places in Ethiopia, in Kenya, where they don't have access to the internet. And in fact, I have a, a, a kid from Kenya who we gave them, we, we taught a class in Kenya. We taught them about online business. <laughs> Try to explain to them what Amazon is, what YouTube is, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we were that. trying to teach them about like what's to come in the next five years because in about five years they will have access to the internet uh, more uh, widely. And uh, so we were trying to kind of share this opportunity with them and we gave them all our email addresses. And I had two kids that several months later reached out to me saying that they want to build an online business, but it's so much harder for them because in order to just get access to the internet, they have to walk two hours to get to school. There's one computer in the school that they have to share between all of the kids and the teachers. So, I mean, it's just like very obvious that, you know, of course I've had opportunities that other people don't have. So for me, I feel it's almost like it's an obligation to give back. You know, God has given me so much and can take away and I need to share this wealth with people who haven't who haven't had the fortune that I've had in my life. And so it's very rewarding to be able to not selfishly just hold on to all of this, but to also give it back, especially to people who don't have the same access as you, don't have the same opportunities as you, would love to, are hard workers, are eager. Like these kids that we met in Kenya at the Kitsurina School, these yeah. are these are the yeah. smartest kids ever. Like they yeah. speak fluent English, they're, in, they're they super so intelligent. Hard. They have to walk They'd you know, be hours to go to school. They'd be way more successful than me if yeah. they were in my position, yeah. no doubt. So so yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge element of it. For sure. And I'd say another benefit before we move to the negatives, um, uh, just, you know, I look at money as a tool and one of the greatest benefits it provides is that it allows you to buy more of your time. And time is the most valuable thing that we all have. It's a depreciating asset. You can't get more of it. But what money allows you to do is the things that you're spending your time doing that are not the best use of your time or not the most rewarding or the smartest uses of your time, you can hire other people to do those things for you. So we both have, we have an assistant, Darina, who's awesome. Uh, she makes her life so much easier. There's so many things that we would normally have to do, planning our travel and our trips, other you know, communication and appointments and all the different kind of complexities we that you have Darina. in life. She's she takes care of that for us. And, and that's huge because an average person doesn't have that luxury. Um, in the same way we have, you know, we don't really clean. You know, we tidy up around the house, but <laughs> we don't, you know, clean the yeah. toilets and things like that. We have someone that does that stuff for us um, for food. Uh, we get meals delivered to us or we have a chef, you know, in Panama, we had a chef for a while. Um, and so these sort of things that money can allow you to free up your time throughout the week. And so the average person might spend 10 hours, 20 hours of their week doing these everyday things that don't really move the needle that much in their life. They don't really bring in more money. They don't. And of course, nobody really wants to do those things. If you had the choice between you know, having to clean and cook or whatever, and you had the option instead to read books, to go to the gym, to spend time with friends, with family. You'd most likely do friends, family, go to the gym, work on your health, learn more things, because that's gonna benefit you in your life so much more than just kind of the maintenance stuff that you might do around the house. So I'd say that's one of the greatest benefits is uh, for us, we don't, we, we, we've kind of freed ourselves from a lot of the things that a lot of people have to do. And that's what also what allows us to grow even further in our lives, not just financially, but every other aspect of our lives. Um, as well as, you know, I look at, you know, one thing that Jim Rohn said, our ment one of our mentors, he said, make it a goal in your life to be a millionaire, to make a million bucks, not for the money, but for who you become in the process. And that's something I really value is that in the process of becoming a millionaire, 
you know, some people, they, they don't like millionaires. They, they have this negative belief system around them. And sure enough, they'll never become a millionaire if they have these negative beliefs that millionaires are greedy and bad or whatever it is. You'll just never become that if that's what you believe they are. But I look at a millionaire as someone that's added value in some way, shape, or form. They've contributed. They've created an idea, a business, or an investment. They've, they've made a contribution, and therefore, they've received millions of dollars in exchange for that. So there's someone that's contributed. There's someone that has innovated and stepped outside the box in some way. Uh, there's someone that employs other people, provides jobs and security, security for them. There are people that work incredibly hard because they're not going to become a millionaire if you don't work hard. Um, there's all these qualities. They're often confident. They're leaders. There's certain qualities of that. And in the pursuit of becoming a millionaire, it forces you to become more of that. It forces you to become more of a giver. It forces you to become more confident. It forces you to become a harder worker, smarter worker, uh, better at innovating things, being more organized. Mm-hmm. All of these great positive qualities that you acquire in the pursuit of becoming a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really what makes someone uh, like a millionaire attractive. It's not just their money, but it's all the attributes and characteristics that make up who that person is. And yeah, there's some people that have stolen and, you know, frauds and things like that. But I'm talking about people that have actually earned it and provided value in the pursuit of becoming that. And so for, for both of us, you know, we've been able to grow in so many different ways in our life, not just with our time, but, you know, we're, you know, for example, next year we're going to do BioCybernaut and that's like a $15,000 neurofeedback experience and going to Tony Robbins seminars, which are some cases like $10,000. Um, all these experiences, it helps us grow so much faster and that results not just in more wealth but every other area of our life our relationship everything improves dramatically because of that just that core foundation of having money and if you're smart with that money and you invest it wisely in 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 your future but also in yourself everything in your life will improve and that's i think one of the greatest benefits that that we both experienced yeah and i i would just you know say that um you know, money, having money is just going to exaggerate what you already are. So if you are a greedy person, it's going to exaggerate that greed. If you're a generous person, it's going to exaggerate that. Money in itself is not good or bad. So if you're holding on to this belief that money is a certain thing, you're giving it a label, um, you're saying that, you know, money is the root of all evil, those type of things, yet you're never going to have money in your life because if you believe that money is evil, you're going to try and stay as far away from that as possible. So it's also being very aware of what those beliefs are that you're holding about money, uh, really realizing that money in and of itself is neutral. It, 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 it's yeah. not anything. It's not good. It's not bad. It's whatever you make it to be. And you know, even in the Bible, I know that a lot of times people think that, you know, you shouldn't be rich. You should live very modestly. But in the Bible, it says that the love of money is where the danger lies. To to obsess with money, to make money your God, to idolize money, that's where it becomes dangerous. And that's where we also have, we're very conscious of that. You know, we don't idolize money. We see that money's a tool and we want more of it because we can do really great things with it. But Money is not everything. Money is yeah. not our, our God, and we don't we don't have the love for money. And that's I think one of the things that can be dangerous as you become wealthy. If you don't have that self awareness, um, then you can start kind of worshiping money and have this greed for money. You know, when you have money, you start to want more money, and it pulls you through this this dark path, not dark path. It pulls you through a, a different direction in life mm-hmm. that oftentimes is not going to contribute to your fulfillment. Because if you're just slaving away to make more money just for the sake of having more money, just piling it up, and eventually it's going to go with you to your grave, well, that's not necessarily going to contribute to your lives or anyone around you. Yeah, and and just to transition now into the negative, um, that was one of the things I was going to say is that, you know, to to become a millionaire, for a lot of people, not everybody, um, but to become a millionaire for myself and I think for you too, we had to make that as a goal and a vision, and we had to make that so important inside our heads. We had to make it the most important thing in our lives at one point because you have to make it that important in order to go through the sacrifices, to invest the time, the energy. You almost have to believe and delude yourself that by becoming a millionaire or achieving this goal, your life's gonna change and you're gonna be so much happier and your life's gonna be perfect. And you kind of have to delude yourself a little bit into that, right? To get there, to take the actions that are necessary to get there. But really in the back of your mind, you kind of know, you know, it's not really gonna make you happy, but you kind of have this fantasy, this expectation. 
Um, and I'd say once you get to that point, you realize it wasn't what you expected. It wasn't, you know, your life's not perfect. You still have problems. You're not really that much happier. Um, of course, you get these great benefits, but even with anything new, you take it for granted after a while. So it might, it might be cool for the first bit, but you know, after years go by, you just take for granted that you got this car, you live in this place, that you have this money, that you can do this, you can do that. It doesn't really do the same thing for you. But what you have to be careful with, as Tatiana was alluding to, is the greed that can still continue, is that at that point, you have to release the attachment towards money. You have to release um, making money the end-all, be-all, and that important. And you have to rebalance your life now because there's a lot of entrepreneurs or wealthy people that I know, they're, they're continuously pursuing more. And you know that's the mantra of the ego. It's something that Wayne Dyer says, more is the mantra of the ego. It never will fulfill you. So when you're always pursuing money, as I see a lot of people do, they are continuing to sacrifice in their life, spending less time with their kids, spending less time with their loved ones, spending less time with their friends, on their health, things that matter with God. And they continuously put their foot on their gas to pursue more money at the expense of all else. And I think that's very dangerous. Um, I think that can lead to an overly inflated ego. Um, I think remaining humble along the journey and having humility is very important. And just being careful when you, when you, uh, you know, you have to make it important to a certain point, but remind yourself once you get there, like, hey, you know, Money is, is just a means to an end. It's not the end all be all. That this money is designed to create freedom for our life. It's designed to now have the freedom to spend more time in our lifestyle and enjoying ourselves and, and, and you know, really enjoying what life can provide and to focus on those areas of life that will really bring fulfillment for you because money is not. If you just make more money, it's just more money in your bank account. It's more real estate properties you have. It's more stocks that you own. Maybe it's more houses, more cars, but even that, it's like a, a car is still a car and a house is still a house. It's really not, not gonna do that much for you once you already have one. Having two, three, four, or five isn't really gonna make that much more of a difference for you at a certain point. So you've got to remind yourself of that and not get so carried away in the greed because money is so powerful. You've got to remind yourself of that and, and, and I think have that perspective at a certain point to balance your life and to refocus yourself on what truly matters in your life. You know, one thing that the benefit of having money is that you've heard the saying, the rich get richer. Yeah. And there is truth to that, right? When you have money, it becomes easier to make more money because you can put the money that you have to work. You can actually use your money uh, to make more money, which is really cool. Like that, that's the way you can make passive income, right? If you invest that money, you can invest it into stocks that appreciate in value, dividends that you get paid out every quarter. Really a cool concept. Um, but you don't want to fall into the misconception that it takes money to make money. If you think that you need money in order to become a millionaire or you need money in order to become rich, that is not an empowering belief, nor is it true. I, I'm sure you could even point out in your life uh, people that you know who started from nothing that now live a relatively wealthy lifestyle or at least a, a middle class lifestyle. You know, we have hundreds of millions of immigrants that come from all over the world and that settle here with nothing. And they come, they don't come with, uh, they don't come with any kind of furniture. They don't come with money. They just come with the clothes on their backs and they're here and they're working hard. And you know what? They build a life for themselves and they can become wealthy they can become successful and they do become successful and what it takes is not money it takes creativity so don't think that you need money to make money no you need creativity so swap those yeah. two words but also understand that yes once you make money you can decide what you do with that money, right? A lot of people, when they become millionaires, they just want to spend all their money. You see this with like, uh, you know, celebrities, uh, uh, basketball players, you know, they, it's exciting to make all this money and they want to spend it all and then they lose all that money. Uh, but what you could do is when you earn that money, you could actually use it to make more money, which helps you to achieve your financial freedom in the future. So yeah. that's a really important concept, I think, to just kind of remind yourself of, although we all kind of already know it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just accelerates things so much faster yeah. once you have money. Because, yeah, um, cause, cause yeah your, your investments, everything that you have, it's just growing yeah. while you're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's where it can really compound even faster. And that's what we've noticed. It takes a long time to become a millionaire. But once you go from a millionaire to having $2 million, it's like way faster than 2 oh, to yeah, $3 million, like way faster. 4 to 5 
you know, way faster and just, it can, it just accelerates even faster. Yeah, it's the same thing with your business. You know, if you guys are selling yeah. on Amazon, that's my niche. We talk about Amazon a lot. Like for me to make $50,000 a month in revenue took me a while. But then to go from 50 yeah. to 100,000, far less time. From 100,000 to 400,000 a month, far less time. So when you build the foundation of something and you start seeing that initial success, then success breeds success and the compound effect starts taking place. There's a good book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I recommend you read it. And you understand the power of compounding in your business, in your investments, all of it. So it's, yeah. it's really a powerful tool. And I would say one more thing about kind of a negative of just kind of becoming a millionaire is that it can be a little bit more challenging to make friends. Um, at least that's been my experience. I can't speak for everyone, of course. Authentic friends. Authentic <laughs> friends, yes. Um, and I, um, yeah, I find it just that, you know, I kind of stick to my, my group of people because I find, I found that when people know who I am and they know my my YouTube channel and they know what I do, they know that I'm a millionaire, I start to see like an energy shift and the dynamic yeah. changes between us. And I wa don't want that. Oftentimes when I meet people for the first time, Stefan's like this as well, I never talk about myself. I don't talk about what I do. I try and avoid that topic um, because I just want to have a genuine conversation, just like two strangers getting to know each other. Um, and in many ways, like, yes, I'm withholding information, but I just want to see, like, who this person is. And in many ways, I have a, a little bit of a guard up now when I meet people. And it's unfortunate. I need to work on that, I know. But it's because I've had the experience where I get to meet someone and I'm friends with someone. And I start to realize that they're only friends with me because they want to learn from me. They're only friends with me because they want to go for lunch with me and grill me with questions and interview me on how I built my business and how it became successful. And I love to share. I'm like, for me, I'm like always open. I'm always sharing. I'm transparent. But it starts to become repetitive. And you start to see this pattern where it's like, oh, wow, they only want to be my friend because I can help them become successful. They think I can help them become successful, but really only they can help themselves become successful. Um, or they want to be around me because I'm a millionaire and, you know, whatever that makes them feel yeah. important or whatever it is. So it can be a bit more challenging to find authentic friendships, I find. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you want people to like you for you, yeah. right? It's like a celebrity, you know, when they meet people, people already know that they're celebrities, so people treat them differently. And I think everybody, nobody wants to be treated like that. I mean, maybe some people do that are really in their ego and just kind of love that attention, I guess, that it brings. But for us, I think we want... Like we both enjoy hanging out with our older friends yeah. because they don't look at us as millionaires. They just look at us as Stefan and Tatiana and they just treat us as they've always treated us. And that's kind of what you want. You don't want people to treat you differently and, and you know, have that different energy kind of shift um, with that. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And I, I'd find that your friends change um, because as we've grown, um, the people that we're also interested in spending time with is a little bit different now too because we want to relate and connect with other people that are also you know, doing well in their lives or they're also inspirational. They're into self-improvement. They're into health. They're into fitness. They're into spirituality. All these different topics that we can relate and connect and, and they don't, um, people that are already maybe successful, they don't treat you differently. They're not as impressed by it because they've, you know, they're there themselves too. So I think that's a key thing is the quality of people. And that could be a positive too, right? Because you're attracting, um, like the people that we've met and spent time with and connected with have been incredible people as a result of that too. But, um, yeah, just being cautious of that, that can be a, a, a challenging thing. Um, the other thing that I wanted to share too is, and this kind of sounds really weird to say this, but it's, it's the truth, uh, for us at least, is once you become a millionaire, you almost feel like a million dollars is not a lot of money. And I know how crazy that sounds and how weird that sounds because I would have never believed it myself. But what I mean by that is it's all relative to context. And so for us, like once we made a million bucks, we're like, okay, um, great, this is awesome. But when you look at buying a house, you're like, oh shit, like we live in, you know, from Vancouver, you can't buy a house for a million dollars in Vancouver, you know, a million dollars, like it's vert, like one of the most expensive places for real estate in the world. Uh, same thing in Los Angeles. So when you look at like, hey, I, like in downtown Vancouver, I want to own like a two bedroom apartment, 1500 square feet. Well, that's going to maybe cost you two, $3 million in some cases, right? Um, if you look at, you know, I want to have a nice big house, 
then that's going to be a couple million dollars. And so I would say that when it, when it comes to buying a house, you realize, man, a million bucks is not quite what it was. And with inflation, you got to keep that in mind. A million dollars, like I remember when I was a kid, a million dollars like in the 90s was obviously worth a, a lot different than what a million dollars is today. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of one thing that is kind of interesting. Now with everything else that you want to buy, food, travel, clothing, you know, your million dollars will go a long way. But when it comes to buying houses and real estate, it's a very different experience with that, especially um, as I'd say your vision and your lifestyle of what you kind of want and the vision for that kind of changes too. So you kind of realize just having a million bucks, um, great, but you need a couple million dollars if you really want to have a nice home and, you know, have, have maybe two cars, like nice new cars. Obviously, if you want like a sports car, Lamborghini, Ferraris, $250,000 or so. So, you know, things like that, big ticket things. And I'd also say too, it's also relative to your life too. So a lot of people I'd say, they make millions of dollars perhaps, but oftentimes that money is often kind of generated in a certain time frame. Like usually you might have a big run, professional athletes, celebrities, you know, they might have like a big movie hit or they might have like a good contract, but you got to keep in mind with this money that you've made, you don't know if you're going to always be making millions of dollars every year, right? So you got to be smart with it too. Even for us as YouTubers and being influencers and building our businesses, you know, if you build your business and you sell it, you don't, you know, you might sell it for a million bucks, but you don't know. You can't, you can't just start living your lifestyle and just, you know, and spending all that money because you got to think this money might have to last me for the next 40, 50, 60 years and maybe for my kids. And yes, you want to invest it and not touch it so that it grows. And I think that's, that's another important thing too you got to keep in mind is that when you just make this money, it's not like I'm a millionaire and now I have this million, millionaire lifestyle. No, you got to be smart enough with your money to, to, to look at it and say, listen, this has got to last me for the rest of my life. If I continue to make more money every year, great. I can slowly upgrade my lifestyle, my expenses and enjoy more of it. But you do have to factor in the security and be smart about the rest of your life because this money, you know, you might not always be making this same amount of money forever. I don't know what could happen with YouTube, with Amazon, with all these different things. Not that I'm expecting any, any of it to go away, but you still got to be smart enough with it and uh, plan, it, plan it out for the long, ta- long term. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. In 2014, I had printed out a check, like this <laughs> fake check from Google Images, and I cut it out and I stuck it up on my wall and I put in a million dollars, Tatiana and... Um, that was kind of like what I was working towards. I thought that if I made a million dollars, that would be like, you know, I'm set for life. I was kind of deluded about that. Now I wish I put an extra zero there, <laughs> extra two, two zeros with inflation, as you were saying. But, yeah, uh, but, but also the reality is like a million dollars, every year that goes by with inflation, it becomes worth less and less, yeah. right? So really ten, like 20 years from now, a million bucks is That's not why cash is not, it's not really good to sit on a bunch of cash. It's better to invest right, that. For sure. Have it appreciate even faster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, think, I think that wraps up this. Well, I, I'd just say one more before we wrap up. I'd mm-hmm. say that you, you, when you have more money, like I mentioned, like you can, you know, you build a team of people and you have more investments and things like that. But I'd say the last thing that I've noticed has been you still have anxiety around money. You can still have stress around money. You can still have scarcity around money. That that doesn't always go away. In fact, in some cases, now you have a bigger responsibility. Uh, for us, we have the responsibility of managing this money, investing this money, learning about investing this money, being smart with this money. Um, and that produces a level of pressure on yourself. When you, when you employ people and you have an assistant, and for me, I've got you know, 15 or so employees or contractors that depend on me, right, that I provide for, to, for them, their livelihood. And that adds a level of responsibility and can give some pressure and stress too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even having, if you want, multiple houses and, and, and all those sort of things. So that can also complicate your life and add different layers of stress. There's still, you know, great problems to have, of course. But that's just one thing that is important to understand is that, you, you can't just delude yourself to think that once I become a millionaire, I'm set, all, you know, all is good. Now, some people, they might just retire at that point. I don't know. But I've, it's been our experience that there's a higher level responsibility that yeah. comes up yeah. in your life once you have that. And it's sometimes hard to say no to certain opportunities because more opportunities show up in your life. It's hard to say no to that at times, too, because 
they're such easy opportunities to make more money. And that's our experience too, is that once you are in a certain position, making money becomes a lot easier and faster because of opportunities that come up. And that can also create some more pressure and some stress too. So your mindset, the mental well-being, your beliefs is so important along this journey, especially once you get there to, 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 to navigate the world of, of becoming financially free. Uh, for me, I always thought my life was gonna be so much easier, and that's not the case. My life's way harder now than it was before. I look at some of my friends uh, that has just a regular job, and they're like living in some cases a, a more better lifestyle than than myself. Like they, you know, get to enjoy their weekends more. They don't have the same stresses, the same anxieties and thoughts around their investments and all these different parts of their life. They just get to go to their job, they make their money, and they enjoy their weekends. They enjoy their vacations. And, and they, they don't have that as much in some cases. Yeah. So there's different elements to that that you gotta factor yeah. into. Yeah, I would say that's more like also just being an entrepreneur and owning your own business. You know, yeah. you have like 15 people that you're responsible for and you, you know, that's, that's a responsibility, taking care of them, making sure that they're getting their monthly wage. And um, yeah, when you worked so hard to make money, now, when you have money, you're like, oh shit, like I don't wanna lose this. Like I gotta manage this properly so that I don't lose it because I worked so hard to get here. So I can see, yeah, for sure, there's a bit more stress in that realm. But when you don't have money, the stress is about not having the money. So I mean, that's the thing. It's like you always think the grass is greener on the other side. And that's why it's important to always realize that, yes, money can solve some problems, but not all of them. You can throw your money at some things and make your life easier, and that's great. But a lot of the core challenges, whether it's um, you know mental health challenges, challenges in your relationship, your spirituality, like money doesn't solve those things. And those are the things that are going to, when improved, lead to higher levels of fulfillment and happiness in your life. And so those are things that you can start working on now. Uh, you don't need money to work on those things. You have to just make it a choice that that's your priority. That's what you want to be focusing on. And um, yeah, I mean, this has been a long video yeah. and I just want to encourage you guys that wherever you are right now, you know, you can achieve what you want to achieve. It starts with belief because listen, if you don't believe that you can achieve to become a millionaire, then you never will. Your belief in whatever it is your goal is, if you have a belief uh, that you can achieve a goal, that is going to directly affect the amount of action that you take. And the action you take will affect the results that you see. And the results that you see will affect the action that you take next. It's, it's a cycle. And so it's important to start with like having a strong belief, setting goals for yourself and believing that you can achieve them and that will be followed with action. Yeah, and whether or not you wanna be a millionaire, I mean, not everybody does. Um, but I, I think, you know, ultimately just the message that we have too is, you know, being a millionaire, I mean, the, the benefits and the pros outweigh the cons for sure. Um, I, I don't think either of us could really go back um, to, to what it was before just because once you've experienced some of the great benefits that it does provide, I know I can never go back working for someone. You know, it's just not in my DNA. I, I know that I couldn't go back, you know, worrying and struggling about money the ways that I did before. So the benefits are much greater than the cons, but we want to let you know there are some negatives. And it's not that those negatives perhaps will last forever because I think that, you know, once you can, you know, for example, you get the benefit of maybe retiring younger and earlier if you want to. And then in that case, you can kind of get rid of some of those negatives. You can, you know, let go of your team and all that, just live more of a simple life. But now you've built this nest egg and this, you know, investments that can now provide for you and you have that, that true freedom. So overall, I think it opens up many more opportunities and options of how you want to live your life. And even for us, we've discussed, you know, what's, what does our lifestyle want to look like in the next five years, 10 years? For us, when we go into having a family and kids, we're not going to have the same worries and stresses um, that perhaps our parents did um, because they had to work so much to make the money, but then they also had to take on the responsibility of being a parent. And for us, the way we look at it is, you know what, we might scale back how much we work in our businesses and all that at that point so that we can really focus on being much better parents mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe at a certain point enjoying our life even more. So I'd say the benefits overall are so much greater yeah. when you look at it. And maybe not everyone wants to become a millionaire, but I think everyone sh should set their goal to become financially free. For sure. You know, there's a difference between being financially free and being a millionaire. Financially free just means that your expenses are paid for. Your rent, your groceries, your any monthly expenses, that's taking 
taken care of with the passive income that you yeah. create. And that's a big difference between being a millionaire. It depends on what your lifestyle is, if you live a high life or, or a simple life. But I think everyone should set that out as their goal because that's going to open up like so many opportunities for you. You can live life on your terms. You can decide what you want to do today. If you want to work or if you want to go to the beach, if you want to spend time with your kids, like that should be, I think everyone's goal and everyone deserves to have that experience of life. So you can really live life fully and on your terms. Yeah. And that's what I said at the beginning of this is really, that's what changed my life the most was becoming free because mm -hmm. then I no longer had to work a job that I hated. I no longer had to worry about my money as much. I could be my own boss, work from home, travel, all those basic things, everything else beyond that was more just a cherry on top. Yeah. So create your freedom. And there's so many opportunities today to do that. And if you want to build an online business, we're happy to support you. We'll link to uh, below in the description of this video here. Um, some resources. We've got free tra trainings and resources and things that can guide you in that direction. But you've got to make that decision for yourself. And as Tatiana said, have that level of belief. So we're going to wrap this up. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a thumbs up. Subscribe here for more. Leave a comment below. Let us know some of your takeaways or things that you learned from this video or anything that you want to share. Uh, if you want to check out Tatiana, uh, I'll link to her channel, Tatiana James on YouTube. I'm Project Life Mastery on YouTube. We'll link those below. So subscribe for more. And make sure that you follow us there uh, on her channel and my channel as well. Thank you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless you and take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.